Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. And washed in his blood. Once again, you're welcome. Please be seated in the presence of God. Amen. I want us to, we're continuing today with uh, pursuing the presence of God. Amen. Pursuing the presence of God. And um, I want us to go to the book of First Kings chapter 17. Today we're going to talk about our God is fire. Someone say our God is fire. One of the, God manifests himself in many ways. And, and when we begin to seek the presence of God, we cannot limit him in how he will manifest himself. Um, sometimes he can show himself as fire. Bible says that our God is a consuming fire. A fire goes before him. When John had a revelation of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, he said he looked like fire like the sun shining in the brightness of his strength um, and so he is an awesome God he is a powerful God but one of the things that we must understand just you know our sister Frida talked about our God is everywhere it is true but at the same time he's a God who wants to be sought the Bible says from the very first Sunday we said he is a God who hides himself that men may seek him. And today there are so many people who go to places of worship. People go to churches. But people go for many different reasons. But I pray that you will not be one of those. That you will be a seeker of God. When you stand or when you kneel, rather when you kneel in the presence of God, you will stand before any man. When you cry, learn to cry in the presence of God, you will be bold before any man. There, there, there are men who cry before other men, and, and you know, it's okay. But the most powerful thing is when you learn to pour out your heart before God. Because there is something about being not just a visitor in the presence of God, but being someone that dwells in the presence of God. So 1 Kings chapter 17, the Bible talks says this, says, Elisha the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, 
before whom I stand. There is another version, I don't know which one it is, but it says, before whose presence I stand. But it's, he comes to Ahab because he is coming from the presence of God. Hallelujah. This one says, the God whom I serve. That when you have been in the presence of God and you come out, you gain boldness to confront what other people run away from. When you learn to practice the presence of God or pursue the presence of God, as I said, you will not fear the presence of men. Now, Ahab was a man whom God had allowed to be king over Israel, but he got uh, a woman called Jezebel. Jezebel was one of the prophetesses of Baal. And this woman came and defiled the nation of Israel. And he caused people, you know, to, to worship the God, uh, which was not a God of Israel, the God who was Baal. And the Bible says that God raises this man to go and challenge this evil king with his evil prophetess called Jezebel. And we know most of us have read this story. But he comes and stands before Ahab. This was a man that was feared. They feared him not just because of him, but they feared him mostly because of Jezebel. Because Jezebel was a cruel woman. But not only was she cruel, she was very powerful in the demonic world because she was the one over this evil altar. But God raises up this man of God to come and challenge her. And he comes and says that from this day, the God before whom I stand, I, there shall be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. There is something interesting about Elijah when he speaks. He's not even speaking that according to the word of God. But he says, until my word, according to my word, until I say the next thing there will be no rain. It means that there is a place we can come to in God where every word we speak, heaven begins to bark it. Doesn't the Bible say that whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The word bind means to refuse. It means to stand at the door and say you cannot come in. And the word loose means to allow. So there are things that happen in our lives. Not all of them are the will of God. Not everyone who dies, it is the will of God that they die. Not everyone who is sick, it is the will of God that they are sick. 
There are many things that are happening on earth because those who have been given the authority, the church of Jesus Christ, that is supposed to stand at the door and say, this will not continue in my family. This will not continue in my community. We have not taken our position. And so things begin to happen. And we find that we're under oppression. And we say, God, why don't you do something? But God says, I have already given you the authority. Everything you bind on earth, everything you stop, will be stopped. That's why there is a song which says what? What a friend we have in what? In Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And there's a part which says, Oh, what peace we forfeit. What needless pain we bear. Just because we do not carry everything to God. We sit back and we say we are waiting on God to help us. Waiting on God to promote us. Waiting on God. But there are certain things that God is also waiting on us. To, to, to obey the last word that he spoke to us. To go to the places he wants us to be. But we are sitting back saying, God, fight this battle. And God says, I've already done everything I could do. There's a time I was praying. I would pray. And, and I would be praying prayers like, Jesus, you go and heal that brother. You go and. And then one time I just got a revelation. And, and just like, I'm not going to go heal that brother. I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. You are my body. You are my hands. You are my feet. If someone is going to get healed in the hospital, it is you that I will send. In fact, I've already done everything I could do. I shed my blood. I did everything you need to have the power and the authority. But now I have sent you. Doesn't the Bible say that as the Father sent me, so I sent you. So with the same power, with the same Holy Spirit, Jesus is not going to come down right now and go heal that brother in the hospital. He will come back when he's coming what? To judge the living and? But for right now, he has left the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And when we stay in the presence of God, we can be the carriers of the glory of God that will bring healing to the sick. We will bring deliverance to the oppressed. You are the body of Christ. Stop asking Jesus to go save that brother. You are his body here. That he has said, I have given you my power that you may go forth. But the key is we have to stay in communion. Last Sunday we talked about communion with the Holy Spirit. You know, we always pray, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, the love of God the Father, and the communion, the fellowship. You cannot express the love of the Father until you have the communion with the Holy Spirit. You cannot walk in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ until you have communion with the Holy Spirit. Until you are able to stand in the presence of God, you won't be able to challenge the Ahabs in your life. You won't be able to challenge the Ahabs in our community. We won't be able to challenge the, the battles that are standing before us until we learn to be carriers of the presence of God. You 
are the answer to your generation. Turn to your neighbor, tell them you are the answer to your generation. You are the one that God has raised in that family to break that pattern of poverty, to break that pattern of sickness, to break that pattern of frustration. God has saved you, not that you would just go to heaven. If that was the case, you would get saved today, tomorrow you go to heaven. But God saved you because there is work here to do. And the work is that you may bring deliverance to a generation. Glory to God. And, and for that to happen, you must be willing to challenge what other people are afraid of challenging. You must be like Elijah. I like, you know, what, what I heard someone preach. You know, you know when, when Elisha came back with the mantle of Elijah, he hit it on the waters and says, where is the God of Elijah. And many of us are crying out and saying, where is that God of Elijah? Where is that God of Peter? Where are those miracles that Peter and Paul... And, and we have to realize Elijah lived in his generation. And he's dead. He's not coming back. Peter and Paul, they don't need the power of God. They don't need the presence of God in heaven. We are the ones who are alive today. We are the ones that are supposed to demonstrate that there is a God in heaven. So instead of crying out and saying, where is the God of Elijah? We should be saying, where are the Elijahs of God? Where are those that are able to challenge Ahab? Where are those who are able to challenge Jezebel? Where are those who are able to challenge the Baal altars and the altars that have been raised up in families, in communities? You know, I, my heart has been crying out this week. I, I've really been praying. Uh, it's beyond Kenya. I've been praying, crying out for Africa. And I've been saying, God, deliver us. Deliver us. Hear our cry. You know, I don't know how many of you saw that story of this young lady that was so oppressed in Saudi Arabia that was rescued. And there's another one who came when she got to the airport. I think they saw that clip. And she saw the person who sent her to Saudi Arabia. She ran crazy. And she wanted to beat up this woman. And she started talking how she has been drinking sewage water and all kinds of things. And I said, God, when, how, who is going to deliver us? And then someone else posts a, a plane full of young ladies going to Saudi Arabia and they're excited and they're rejoicing. And it's like, who can reverse this? The Bible says, when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And I came to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, that the only way to restore broken foundations is when we can find some men and women who are not just playing church, who are not just going through the motions, who are not just excited to be called Christians, but who will carry the, 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 the mandate, who will carry the burden for their generation, who will carry the burden for their families, who will pray and say, God, this will not happen under my watch. None of my daughters will go to be a slave in Saudi Arabia. None of my the people that I know, I, I refuse this. I cut this from my family. I break this from my nation. Enough is enough. There has to be someone who is like Ahab who will stand and challenge people. If God is God, then serve him. You see, when the church is reduced to a people 
who are just at the mercy of politicians, at the mercy of a system, at the mercy of, of, of those who look to be blessed, then we begin to think that the end justifies the means. We begin to praise those who are corrupt. We begin to praise those who are drug dealers just because they have the money. But I came to speak to you that there is something that we have that is more than money. There is something that we have that is more than positions and it is time for the church to stand up and be counted. The answer is not with the politicians. The answer is not with the economists. We thank God for them. But the answer is with, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and they shall turn away from their wicked ways and seek, seek my face. May God reverse the oppression and the slavery that we are having on the African continent. Young people moving from some places in West Africa and dying in the seas after Libya and being held in places. We, we can't just look on and, 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 and move on as if nothing is happening. We, we must begin to cry out and say, God, if you put all the gold and all the silver in Africa, you, you definitely knew that you want us blessed. Then I keep, I thank God for our sister from DRC, that country has 50% of the potential wealth of the world that has not yet been discovered. It is in DRC. May the Lord give us the wisdom that will be able to raise up this wealth. The Bible says he's going to give us the wealth in the dark places. He will, there's some wealth that has been kept for the end times. I believe that is in Africa. But it won't happen until some people learn to seek the face of God. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, seek my it's not enough for you to have a good job. It's not enough for you to live in a good place. You have to be able to look beyond where you are and see the multitudes in this city that are struggling even to get a meal on their table. And say, God, what is wrong? It is not that we don't have the money. It is that somebody has exalted a different altar that keeps speaking darkness but in the name of Jesus we are rising I don't know who I'm preaching to if I can get only two people in this house to come out of this place and say I'm going to seek the presence of God that when I come out I'll have the audacity to confront the powers of Baal to confront Ahab who has oppressed my family who has oppressed my city who has oppressed my nation I want because until you are in the presence of God you will not have the audacity to confront Ahab. I said many of us, we struggle with the things that our fathers struggled with. We struggle with the things that you know, our, our grandparents struggled with. Why? Because we have not stayed long enough in the presence of God. That when we come out, we are clothed with power. That's why Jesus Christ, you know, he looked at his disciples and says, Do not what? Leave Jerusalem. Until you are endued 
with power. This is not something that you rush into. You don't just rush into trying to break certain altars and you rush into trying to... This is not something you do in the flesh. The arm of flesh will fail. There are many that have come before you. Perhaps they have been concerned as you are. Perhaps they have felt the anger that you have. But anger is not enough. Concern is not enough. We must be able to master enough strength to come and confront Ahab. And say, is Ahab enough is enough. You have sinned enough over the land. As the Lord God whom I serve. The Lord in whose presence I stand. There shall be no rain, no dew until I say another word. I don't know how many of you are tired of the enemy stealing your finances, of the enemy keeping you broke, of the enemy keeping you in debt. And you're saying, Lord, what is it? There's something about the presence of God. I've shared this story before, but, you know, for the sake of those who might be hearing it for the first time. I remember way back in 2005, God spoke to me and told me, I am sending you to America. And I told God, I said, God, I don't have... By that time, I just left my job. I, I, I used to work as an engineer, left the job, got into ministry, and we suffered. We went through so much struggles. And in the midst of that moment, that's when God tells me, I want you to go. Not only did I not have a bank account, the one that I had was in the negative. Anybody knows how that feels? You know, so you, you, you don't have anything. You don't have a job. Nobody can write your paper. You don't have a bank statement. And, and I remember saying, God, there are people who have all these things. They take them to the, to the embassy and they still are denied a visa. What am I supposed to do? And God just told me, led me into a fast for 21 days. I got into this fast and finished the fast. And then the next day was my interview. And every time I give this testimony, people do not believe it because I've never had anybody, any such testimony. I was not asked for anything. Not even the invitation letter. Not even a bank statement. This man just looked at me, asked me a few questions, looked up again, says, you have your visa. That it didn't even take, I think, more than three minutes. The presence of God can introduce you where your qualifications cannot. I say the presence of God can make a way for you where connections of men cannot. When you carry the presence of God, it will, the presence of God will open doors. That's why, you know, when, when, when Moses cried out to God, in the book of Exodus, we know this scripture, but I'll just look at it very quickly. God, you see, some of us have not seen the presence of God because we have been seeking his hand. You know, we know that scripture which says what? That the children of Israel knew the acts of God, but Moses knew his ways. So we, we have been seeking Exodus chapter 33. Let's look at this. Exodus 33, verse 1. The Lord says, The Lord said to Moses, Depart and go from here, and the people you have brought from the land of Egypt, to the land which I saw to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. 
I will send an angel before you. And I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey. But I will not go among you. For you are a stiff-necked people. Lest I destroy you on the way. You see, God speaks to Moses and tells him, You go. Go to the land. I have given you an angel. This angel will drive out your enemies. Do you know it is possible, and I shared this, I think on the first hour I was preaching about pursuing the presence of God. It is possible to remain with the power of God and lack his presence. This is what God is telling you. I'm going to give you my power. I'll have an angel who will go before you. He will drive out your enemies, but I will not be with you. So not everybody that you see exercising power has God. Not every place that you see fire means that fire is from God. Not everybody you see are calling fire, fire is calling the fire from heaven. Because fire can be fire but it can have many sources. But we want the true fire of God. And he's a God who answers by fire. Hallelujah. So God speaks to Moses. But the Bible continues on. This is something I talked about last Sunday. So the, the, the people stripped themselves. They began to cry out to God. But look at what the Bible says, verse 7. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar from the camp. And set it a distance from the camp. Everyone, someone say everyone. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord will go to the tent of the meeting outside the camp. Can we get a different version? Get the, the New King James Version. The Bible says, everyone who sought or who wanted to seek the Lord. This one says, make a request. Changes it a little bit. The Bible says, everyone who sought the Lord. This one says, everyone, the Amplified Version, and he called it the tent of meeting of God with his own people. And everyone who sought the Lord went out to that temporary tent of meeting which was outside the camp. So God says, I'm not going to go with you. But Moses is so hungry for the presence of God. He says, I am going to set aside a place. Let me tell you something. This God is amazing. Though he's everywhere, but he wants us to set aside time to seek him. He wants us to be intentional. To set aside a place to invite him. I was challenging some people. I said, you know, part of the challenge that we have had in the, not just the Kenyan church, but really most of the African church is what is called a mixture. Because people want to be in church, but when it gets to a time of the burial ceremonies and the children naming ceremonies, they also begin to offer at other altars. People 
don't, you know, they, they, they're afraid of standing out for God. They're afraid of separating themselves. And we know we are really never the church until we are separate. We, we are really never the church. Because what, what is the word? The, the Greek word for church is ecclesia. Which really just means the ones that are called out. The called out ones. So the church fails to have power when we have a mixture. When we are worshipping at the altar of Baal and also worshipping at the altar of God. When we, we are happy to be blessed by God, but we also don't mind offering a bribe. You know, th there is something about saying, God, I am laying myself for you. I am setting aside a place. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Moses took a tabernacle. The Bible says, everyone, not some people, not just the pastors, not just the preachers, but everyone who wanted to seek God was welcome. That's what Jesus Christ did at the cross. The Bible says what? The veil was torn. It's not about the preacher. You can access God. Tell your neighbor you can access God. You don't need to go through the pastor. You don't need to go through the priest. You don't need to go through Mary. You don't need to go through anyone. You just can go direct and tell God, this is what I am crying for. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you have uncommon access by the grace of God. But listen to what happened. Verse 8 says, and it came to pass, when Moses went out into the tabernacle, so they, they, they just watched him say, okay, Moses, you've put it there. I know it's for everyone, but you go. Bible says he would, when he would go, all the people would rise up. Watch this very well. Every man at his tent door. The tabernacle is for everyone. Everyone can have this power. Let me tell you something. This power to challenge the Ahabs of our day is not a preserve of preachers. It's not a preserve of prophets and apostles. Everyone can walk in the power of God. That's why just Christ, in my name they shall heal the sick. In my name they shall cast out demons. In my name they shall take poisonous things that will not be hard. There is power that is available to everyone. But what do people do? They just stand at their tent door and say, Moses, you just go. You go. They, they, they looked until he entered and he began to see. Now let's go on and see. Next thing, verse 9. And it came to pass that when Moses entered, Oh, someone say, Lord, I want to enter into your presence. When he entered the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar. Remember, this was an experience, not just for Moses. It was meant to be for everyone. The pillar of cloud came down and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. Let's go on. And the Bible says what? And all the people saw the pillar of cloud. Because the, you see the presence of God. I started talking about the presence of God could manifest in different ways. 
it, during the day he would manifest as a pillar of cloud and at night it would be a pillar of fire to be a so god would manifest so the moment the pillar of cloud comes up people the bible says they rose up yes they worshiped but they worshiped at their tent they were content to worship god but from afar it reminds me of the disciple. The Bible says they followed him, but from afar. You know, they're like, I love Jesus. I'm a believer, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get deeper. You know, I'm content with, you know, going to church, you know, saying a prayer. I give my offering, but, but I, I don't have to. You know, to take this thing so far, you know. <sighs> I pray that there will be a hunger in your heart for God. Not for church, but for God. And I'm very careful when I say not for church, because the church is God's body. It's Jesus Christ died for his church. But that we have come to think of the church just as a place we go to, as an organization, as religion. I'm praying that your heart will, hear, will hunger for God. Your heart will hunger for his presence. That, that you know, when you come in the presence of God, you'll be like David says, I my soul thirsts for the living God. Psalm 63. When will I see God? You know, that, that when you, you have an opportunity to run in the presence of God, nobody will even have to remind you. And I'm not telling you things that I do not do. I, I, am, I am hungry for God. I have set aside certain times in my life that I just want to be with God. It is not, I'm not pursuing ministry, I'm pursuing God. I'm not pursuing a big name, I'm pursuing God. And I told God, those that you will bring to hear me, may they not see me. May they not come out of this place saying, oh, what a wonderful preacher. Let them say, what a mighty God this preacher has. May, may, may God open your eyes to see beyond. Because friends, as a church, we can be anything. We can have the, 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 the music and we can have the lights and we can have the nice things. But that doesn't mean God is there. But I would rather be in a place that, you know, it's not everything I would want in terms of comfort, but where God is. That's why, you know, David says, even a sparrow in the tents of our God. But many of us are content to worship from afar. We don't, we don't want to press in. I pray that you will press in more to God today. I pray that you will say, God, I want more. They worshipped, but every man at his. Now, let's go on. What happens? Verse 11. And God spoke to Moses. Where's verse 11, please? 
God spoke to Moses. Everyone is at their tender. And the Lord spoke to Moses face to. As a man speaks to his friend. That is where we're supposed to go. I'm not there yet. But I want to get to a place where God reveals his secrets to me. Where God will tell me things concerning my family, things concerning my nation, things concerning I don't know I don't know what burden you carry. I don't know what burden you carry, but I'm carrying a burden for my generation. And I'm saying, God, use me to bring healing to my generation. You don't have to look so far to see where the pain is. There are a lot of young men and women who are in, on drugs, who are in alcohol, who are in prostitution. Not very far from here, just here in Westlands. There are times I used to do prayer walks very early in the morning and you find young people, you know, some of them almost half naked. They're just drunk. They're on the streets. If the church cannot begin, the power of God cannot be active in such a way that these people will be drawn to God. If we cannot step out there and reach them, and as I said, it is not just saying, oh, the need is there. Let me go. No, you must carry the presence of God. Otherwise, they'll just look at you and you'll just be like anybody else. But when you carry the presence of God, then you have the power to challenge Ahab. Standing in the presence of God. Elijah. I want to bring this to a close. Let's go to the book, again, the book of 1 Kings. We want to see what happens after he stands in the presence of God. He goes now to Elijah, challenges him and says, there will be no dew, there will be no rain. And for three and a half years, according to the word of the Lord, chapter 18 now, verse 1, after many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. You see, there are things that have been stopping your destiny. They have been stopping your advancement. What they are waiting for is for you to come with the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and I, wish I, I wish I could tell you it is easy. I wish I could tell you, you know, but there is... There, there, there is a price and that price to pay I remember again many years ago I had an experience I had an encounter with God and by God's grace I've had many encounters with God but in one of those encounters that I had I I cried out to God I says God what is the price that I need to pay for me to get into my destiny for me to see the things that my heart is crying out for you know i thought god would tell me first 120 days or you know he would tell me and then i heard very clearly the lord say 
It is very easy. The only price you have to pay is obedience. And he said, my instructions are simple. But people don't want to follow them. People would rather do the, the hard things. But not just do the instructions. Because the instruction that you obey is the key to your next level. You may, it doesn't matter how long you fast and pray. As long as you're not obeying what God said, you will stay in the same place. Because God knows that when you stand in his presence, you will come out with a word that will be able to challenge Ahab. Ahab is not challenged by, you know, by gymnastics and, and all this. Ahab wants to hear, that says the Lord. That is what your situation is waiting for, to hear this is what God is saying. And God's, God could have brought the rain without Ahab, Elijah going to Ahab. But he says, I want you to go and show yourself. Hallelujah. No wonder the Bible says that creation is waiting for the what? For the manifestation. The world is waiting for us to show ourselves. That we are the sons of God. That we are carrying God. God could do it without us. But he will not do it without us. He has kept himself that anything that is going to happen on earth, I must use a man, I must use a woman. Though I have the power, I will not send an angel. I'm looking for a man who can go and show himself for Ahab. I'm looking for a man that I can send before I can release the rain, before I can send revival. Where are the men and the women who are going to stand in my presence and come out of my presence with a word that will challenge the status quo, that will challenge whatever has been oppressing them, that will break down the gates and the barriers. Oh, glory to God. He says, go show yourself. Let me finish with this. Elijah said to the people. Now he's shown himself. You know, well, if we have time, maybe next Sunday, I'll, I'll, I'll go through these things. Last Sunday, I told about five things that he did. And I thought I would talk about them today. But today, God just allowed me just to lay a foundation. But there are five things that he did before the fire came down. But listen to this. He tells the people in verse 24. He says, call ye on the name of your gods. And I'll call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, you have spoken well. There are those that have despised you. They have looked down on you because of your God. But they are about to see this God that you serve answer by fire for you. I said there are those who have thought that you're wasting time seeking this God pursuing this God but the time has come for the distinction to be made between those who serve God and those who don't 
but you must learn to call on the name of the Lord your God. He said, you will, you will call on, your, on the name of your God and I will also. So it just will not happen. You have to call The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.